Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, what's up? It's Savannah. Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so happy that you are here. Happy end of August. How does this happen? I do not understand. I feel so old saying this because I feel like growing up, everyone, like older people were always like, oh, you know, life goes so fast and I can't believe we're already at the end of the year and like all these things. And I never like believed them because as a kid, I just felt like, life was going not slowly but you just don't think about it and now that I'm in my you know early 20s early adulthood I'm like what the heck is happening like who is speeding up time I want to know are you guys the type of people that like which vibe are you are you waiting until October to put the fall decorations out or are you like it has already started like I know Duncan has come out with their fall menu already all like the pumpkin stuff home goods Kirkland's like all the home decor places have their Halloween decorations up for sale like what vibe are you because I know some people are like refusing they refuse to accept that summer is over until like you know, whenever the official date is, which I think is sometime in September um, or like October even, or are you the type that's like, no, like I am ready. Like I am ready for it. It's here. And like right when everything goes up for sale, you're like, you decorate your house. Like what vibe are you on? I know for me personally, like I cannot wait for fall. I literally am so excited. It is a hundred degrees in Nashville right now and it makes me sad. Um, But I just, I can't get myself to put the fall decor up yet. Not when it's a hundred degrees. It just can't happen. I feel like if it was maybe 60, I would be more inclined to do so, but it's not. It's a hundred, maybe even higher than that. And so I feel like I have to wait until at least after Labor Day. I feel like Labor Day is kind of like the last like summer, end of summer celebration. So I feel like I want to wait at least until like middle of September because also if I start buying things now for fall, I will end up with a mountain of decorations because I buy like all the way through the holiday season. Like it can be October 31st, maybe even November 1st, and I will still be buying Halloween decorations. Um, So yeah, that's where I stand on it. But let me know where you stand on it because I'm just very curious. I know people have like very strong opinions on this and this is important to me. So I want to know where you stand. But regardless of that, I hope you are having a very, very great week. I 
Um, like I mentioned, it is in the hundreds here in Nashville, which was so rude. Um, what's also very rude is that my AC decided to break this week. It's so lovely. Not my downstairs AC, but my upstairs AC, like where the bedrooms are and stuff. Yeah, no, it is a sauna up there. I refuse to go up there. Um, luckily, we had the um, AC guy come out today and he was able to fix it. And so luckily we're getting back onto like the 68 degree grind, but like it was way too hot so we have been camping out on the living room um on the living room floor for the past couple nights and like the first night was like cute and fun and like romantic and like oh date night like whatever no by the second night which was last night I was so over it I actually went upstairs and slept in the sauna room and like at like 6 a.m this morning because I just couldn't do it I literally could not um but luckily won't have to be doing that anymore but I hope you guys are having a better week than that um but yeah, today, as you can tell by the title of this episode, we are doing my favorite thing ever, my favorite segment on My Thoughts Exactly, which is the What Would Sav Do's. If you are unfamiliar with them, this is the segment where you tell me what's going on in your life, good, bad, ugly, and I, me, Sav, hey, hi, hello, let you know what I would do in your situation. If you want to be a part of the next What Would Sav Do or any future segment make sure you go ahead and follow the my thoughts exactly instagram page because that is where we post all of the all of the stuff it's all there and you can put in your submissions and all of that okay let's get right on into it here is the first one i feel myself slipping into a bad mental state because i can't find a job after graduating college what would sav do okay first things first i think it is very important to mention that this is a really normal thing that does not get talked about nearly enough i can think of so many people that i know that once they got out of college they struggled finding a job whether that was because they simply could not find one or whether that was because they didn't know what their passion was they didn't know where to even start they didn't know where to look I think that a lot of times there's this idea that once you go to college and once you graduate it's going to be a straight shot into a career and a lot of times and most times that doesn't always happen and I think it should be talked about more and more normalized like there is a stigma that you should have everything figured out right after college and once you get into that phase of being out of college and being in that transition period, you realize how difficult it actually is. I do want to read you a quote that I found earlier, and I actually posted it to the My Thoughts Exactly Instagram page, and it's from We The Urban. I love their page. If you guys like want any inspirational, like literally anything, I highly recommend that you go and check them out because they have all of the stuff that's just going to like make you feel better about everything. But this is a good one. So it says, you know, you're not behind, right? No one has all the answers or their life perfectly sorted out, and there is no universal timeline for success or fulfillment. Your life is not a race. It's a unique journey to appreciate. Keep evolving, healing, and growing. And I think that that fits in really well for this particular topic because I think that, again, there is this stigma that you're supposed to have it all figured out, and it's okay if it takes you a while. It's okay if you get into your first job and realize that that's not what you want to do and you want to do something else it's okay to like 
fail. And I feel like failure is a very scary word for people, but truthfully, I think it's just a matter of redirection. I think failure is redirection. If you were to try and get a job and let's say you it didn't work out, or let's say there's, you know, you got a job and you just didn't like it. And a lot of people see that as these like big, bad failures. I think it's redirection. I think, you know, rejection or, you know, being told no, it's a redirection into where you're supposed to be. I'm such a firm believer. You guys know this and everything happens for a reason and everything is going to work out the way it's supposed to. And I truthfully believe that. And so once you kind of have that perspective and take a little bit of pressure off of yourself and know that it is okay, like you are going to figure it out. I know that there is a lot of stress when it comes to job hunting and job searching and, and there's so much anxiety that rides on it, right? Because I mean, your job affects everything really in terms of you know bills your future your things like that like jobs really do affect all of that but just know that everything is going to work out for you the way it's supposed to and if you've and if you have been rejected or if you have been told no it truthfully is just a redirection into where you're supposed to be and again a lot of people can be very impatient in that process and be like okay well then where am i supposed to be just give it time just give it time and also try not to compare yourself to other people around you. I think it's very easy, especially in this world of social media where everything is highlighted and you're seeing the best parts of people's lives and you see all of this and then you look to yourself and you're like, okay, well, they got jobs. They, you know, they were able to right out of college. They figured it out. Why didn't I? Don't do that don't do that. It is not going to serve you in any way to compare yourself to anyone because you are on your own unique and individual journey and it will work out. It will work out for you. And you're going to look back and be like, yeah, okay, maybe I understand now why it took me a little bit more time to get here. So I hope that that helps. I've been working with my parents in a family-owned business for two years and still haven't received a raise or promotion or anything. How should I go about asking them? Okay, so I have always said that I feel like whenever you work with family or whenever, you know, you're, they always, there's that saying, don't mix business with family or don't mix business with friends because a lot of times things can get sticky. Things when you have to do things such as this, asking for a raise asking for a promotion, you know, that can kind of be a little bit daunting because it is someone that you're very close with. However, I do also on the flip side, encourage you to see it from a different perspective, because if you have a good relationship with your family and it is a family owned business, you're working alongside your family, you shouldn't feel as nervous about this. I would actually encourage you to go into it with like a sense of empowerment, knowing that this is your family and that they want the best for you at the end of the day, they definitely should be open to giving you a promotion or a raise. I think that it'll be good if you are just very open and honest with them. This is your family. And so luckily you will be able to do that and just say, you know, I've worked here for two years. I love what we're doing. I love my job. I love working with you guys. But on top of that, it is only fair for me to be, you know, given a raise or promotion or put up to the next job title or whatever it is. Um, and again, if that's your family, they should want the best for you and they should be very open to doing so. And I don't think it's anything to be afraid of. I think that more than likely they will say yes. And, you know, I would approach it in a very professional manner because sometimes you do have to, you know, disassociate the whole 
business from family and I would go into this conversation as a professional however I would also include the fact that you know this is a family business I love working with my family and I love being here but I also deserve the appropriate title compensation things like that like it is time for that in my career so I would just be very confident when you walk in there and I would be very open to having a conversation and it is a daunting conversation no matter what like no matter what the situation is those types of conversations are always a little bit scary but just know this is your family they want what's best for you at the end of the day and if you just open that line of communication I think you'll realize it's not as scary or daunting as we make it out to be in our heads Me and my ex just broke up and we're doing no contact. It's his birthday soon and I want to text, but I think it will set me back. What would Sav do? Okay, I have never texted an ex on a birthday that I didn't want to rekindle with. So just keep that in mind. I truthfully believe there's no reason to text them if like you don't want to rekindle. If you guys are doing no contact, then that means no contact. And I don't think that that excludes birthdays i think that birthdays are very much included in that especially because you guys broke up like this is not a case of you guys just like taking some time apart and you guys you know whatever in la la land no like this is a breakup and even though it sucks and it hurts you're a thousand percent right because it will set you back it will set you back and it will kind of get you in this headspace and it's going to just don't do it just don't do it i promise you there's no reason I have never texted an ex on a birthday or on any occasion that I like really didn't want to like rekindle with. I think there's only been like one or two that I like never said happy birthday to like the first time after we broke up. So just don't do it. I don't recommend it. It's going to get you in your head, which in turn is going to get you in your feelings. And we just don't need to start that. We don't need to start that cycle. Because also here's the thing, like nothing good is going to come out of it, truthfully, like nothing good. I think that a lot of times we like hype that up in our heads, like, oh, if I text them and, you know, they text me back and we like keep texting and maybe there's a hope in the future or whatever. Not even saying that that's what you want, but like sometimes we have that mentality that if we like just start the conversation, if we initiate it or if we're like, oh, his birthday is the perfect excuse to text him. A lot of times we're going to be let down. A lot of times we're going to be disappointed because we don't get the response that we want. We don't get the reaction that we want from them and in turn we then go crazy like it then makes us very anxious upset and it sets us back so I just think spare yourself from any of that and just don't send the text don't send the text he doesn't need another happy birthday text he's gonna be fine just don't do it and also I think you're setting more of a statement by not texting him because I'm sure that there is a part of him that's going to wonder whether or not you were going to text him so that's why I wouldn't do it too just like a nope sorry mm -mm, you don't get that access to me anymore no happy birthday for you I'm talking to someone for the first time in a while and I keep doubting like it won't go anywhere advice what would Sav do okay in this scenario I encourage you to think of it as like 
nothing's going to happen if nothing happens, right? So you can sit here and you can end things before they get anywhere every single time. You can doubt every single time. You can sit there and be like, oh, this isn't going going to go anywhere. So I'm just going to end it. Oh, this isn't, you know, there's no progress being made. So I'm just going to end it. I'm having doubts. I'm just going to end it. And if you do that, you truthfully are setting yourself up for failure every single time. And you're not doing yourself any favors. I think that we could always, all of us could go into dating with having, you know, an anxious mindset and a doubtful mindset. And I think that there's a difference between talking to someone and in your gut knowing that it's not going to go anywhere versus just having anxious doubts. And I think you need to differentiate between the two. If you really think that this isn't your person, then yeah, cut it off. There's no point in continuing to talk to them or continuing to maintain a relationship if you feel like it's going nowhere. But if you like this person, if this is someone that you actually enjoy talking to and spending time with, and there's just like this little bit of anxiousness in your head, this little bit of doubt waiting for the other shoe to drop. I know that's how I was for a while, but I started to realize that I'm never going to know unless I know. Like I could end things now with someone that I really like because I'm anxious and I have doubts and I just, I've been hurt in the past and I don't know how this is going to go, but I'll always be left with a what if. You know, like I always, when I first started dating Hayden, for example, like he was so great. He was so great. He's always been so great. He's always been the nicest, sweetest, like most amazing person. But in the beginning, I had a really hard time accepting that because I didn't want to believe it. I didn't believe that I could be worthy of dating someone who was so good to me. And I think that because of that, I was always waiting for the other shoe to drop. And him and I even had this conversation very early on in our relationship. I was like, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm waiting because like I'm having, you know, this these doubts. And he was actually very <laughs> offended by that. And we had to have a conversation about it because he was like, why are you waiting? Like, you're never going to be fully invested. You're never going to be fully present in this relationship if you're constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop when I've never given you a reason to believe that even one will. And I think that that's really telling too I think that that's a very you know it that took me a second to really digest that and be like you know what you're right like I have been burned in the past but you have never given me a reason to doubt you or doubt this relationship and I'm just scared I'm just having doubts because I don't want to get hurt again and I'm not honoring myself I'm not honoring him or this relationship by not being fully present and in the moment and just constantly waiting for the what if and guess what sometimes the what if will never come and then you're just going to constantly be waiting or sometimes it will and at least you'll learn your lesson and you move on and you're going to be okay but again I think that there is a difference between doubts and like a little bit of anxiousness and waiting for the other shoe to drop versus like this strictly isn't my person and I know that and typically you know what the difference is you typically do if you were like I just I don't like this person <laughs> I this just this one isn't it then yeah no walk away that's when it's time to walk away and if it is the first one then just allow yourself to be present and give this time you know relationships take time to develop and you're not going to have all of your answers straight away if we could all look into a crystal ball and see how things were going to work out, I think a lot of us would be a lot better off. But I just, obviously that's not the case and that can't happen. So just trust yourself, use your instincts and allow yourself to be present and in the moment and believe that you are deserving of good things. I'm a single mom pregnant with baby number two. I have no friends in this town and I'm feeling so alone and depressed with life. Well, first of all, 
congratulations on baby number two. That is very, very exciting. I feel like this is a little bit of a trickier one for me to touch on just because I have no idea what being a mom is like. I have no idea about what that entails. I've only seen it from my sisters and, you know, having nieces and nephews and all of that, but I've never, obviously I'm not a mom, so I can't, you know, firsthand tell you, you know, I can't give that advice, you know, but I can give you advice just from a human standpoint. And for that, I will say it is going to be very important for you to not only, you know, I know that you're a single mom and I know that, you know, kids take up a lot of time. It's not like you can just get up and go and do whatever you want at any time that you want, obviously. So if I were you, I would really lean into finding groups of women or finding just other women in general that, are in the same boat as you and who also have kids that way you can also do things together you can you know have they can come over to you you can go over to them you can meet out somewhere else and like just have experiences where you're able to get out of the house more and you're able to see other people because I think a lot of times when we isolate ourselves like that it can be very depressing and it can be very lonely and again we've talked about this lots of people like being alone there's a difference between being alone and feeling lonely and no one likes feeling lonely and no one deserves to feel like that so if I were you where I would look for these groups and these people is Bumble BFF I can't tell you how many people I've scrolled upon that are single moms that are looking for mom friends for play dates and things like that or I would look to Facebook I know that there's a lot of different Facebook girl groups Facebook mom groups in your area and in your town where you know you can just have a sounding board and you can also make and meet friends that way um, so that's where I would really start that way you don't feel as alone because the world is a hard freaking place already and no one deserves to feel lonely especially when you have so much on your plate you're pregnant you already have one child and that can be a lot that is a lot not can be that is a lot I don't even have to be in that situation to know that that is a lot and you deserve to still have your life too you know I know that that's like Maybe that's naive of me to say, but I think that it is important to find people that are, you know, kind of in the same boat as you. It's important to find other moms, important to find communities of women who can support and uplift each other. That way, when you are feeling alone and isolated and in these kind of like depressive modes that it's that you feel like you have other people there. You know, I would also work on just romanticizing the little things in your life. I know that, you know, with a child already having one and then one on the way, it can feel like you have no time for yourself. Look for the little pockets during the day where you can be with yourself, whether that's when your child is napping or whether that is late at night after they've already gone to bed, like just little places in the moment where you can really center yourself, ground yourself, be with yourself, do a little check-in, you know, have tea at night, you know, just like romanticizing the little places in the pockets of the day that you can I think is also going to be really important and also just remember that this feeling is not going to last forever it's not I know that it's like very it can be very overwhelming well I, I don't know personally but I can only assume that it's probably a very overwhelming feeling it feels very lonely and it feels daunting probably but it's not going to last forever I promise and you're doing so great
I keep having dreams about my ex, even though I'm getting married next year. What would Sav do? Okay, so I get it because I'm also the type of person that would like overanalyze this to the maximum. Like if this were happening to me, I'd be like, oh my God, like, is this a sign or is this, is something trying to tell me something? No, Mm -mm. nope, it's not. And sometimes it's just as simple as that. I think that a lot of times when the slightest thing happens, when the slightest either memory or flashback or dream or whatever, we kind of like psych ourselves out and we're like, oh my God, is this a sign? Is this a sign that I shouldn't be in this relationship? Is this a sign that I shouldn't be, you know, with this person and doing what I'm doing? Like, is this a sign? No, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it just is what it is. Sometimes it's just a dream. Sometimes it's just a memory. And I think that... We've talked about this before when it comes to past relationships and new relationships. It's okay to like miss people in your life. It is okay to be like, yeah, that was a good moment or that was a good time or that was a good relationship. It just didn't work out. It's okay to have those. And I think that a lot of times, you know, society kind of tells us that when we leave a relationship, it's, you know, goodbye forever. And, you know, it's angry and it's bitter and it's, you know, all of those bad feelings But it doesn't have to be like that. It can be nonchalant if you want it to be. It can be what it is if you want it to be. Like it doesn't have to like have so much anger towards it or negative energy. You know, a lot of times it just is what it is. And you're allowed to miss people in your life. It doesn't mean that they are the right person for you. It just does not mean that. And I don't mean that in like a harsh way because I would totally be the same way. I would be the type of person to be like, oh, I had a dream. I had a dream about my ex and does that mean that I'm making a mistake? It doesn't. It doesn't. And you know that. You know that. It sucks because you're like, get out of there. Get out of my brain. Go away. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think that if you are truly happy and in a happy relationship and you're excited about the wedding and you were excited about your future with your new person, like that's all that matters. Don't let a dream get in the way of that. You know, just start thinking about different things before you go to bed, even though you're probably not thinking about your ex before you go to bed. But like if I were you, I just sit there and I would like literally just think of anything else. Sometimes I've had to do that before. Like I've had periods of time where I like dream about a specific person more frequently and I'm like, this is really bugging me. And so I'll sit there before bed and I'll literally think of like, anything else I'll like try to purposely like control my dreams and I'll sit there and I'll be like okay what can I think about that's gonna like psych my brain out and not have them be there in that dream because I don't want them there and maybe try that that might help it's helped me sometimes but just know like it's really sometimes it's just a dream sometimes it's just a thought sometimes it's just a memory and we can leave it at that Your baby daddy constantly tells you he loves you, but brings girls around your child when you fight. What would Sav do? Okay, here is where we implement the lovely, beautiful gift of boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. When you are dealing with someone who acts more like a child than your actual child itself, I think that is when it's time to cut it off. Like if they're if you are with someone who is doing things like that, the only reason they're doing it is because they want a reaction out of you. The only reason they're doing it is because they want to do it in spite of you. And that is something called games. And who plays games? Children. Who do we not date? Children. We're not doing that. So that is where I would implement boundaries. And I would just be like, you know what? You can love me all you want. It's not happening anymore. And remove yourself. I know you can't really remove yourself, but just set a boundary in place. You know, make it 
platonic make it you know there's no sneaky link hookups going on you guys co-parent and that's what it is and if he wants to grow up and if he wants to figure his shit out and if he wants to not be a child anymore perfect great then we deal with that maybe maybe keyword maybe but until then i would implement boundaries boundaries i just think that they are such a great gift to this world and it's also like you don't want to be in that situation you clearly you obviously you're writing to me so you clearly don't want to be in that situation and i think that is really important to set a precedent for yourself and for your child you know i think it's important to show a good example of being like i'm not going to put up with this behavior i am not going to allow you to continuously treat me like this and tell me that you love me and then bring other girls around like what the fuck is that Uh uh-uh we're not doing that and i think it's important to set a lesson and an example for your children to be able to see that you hold yourself to a higher standard. Okay, now we get on to the longer responses. If you didn't know, you can always uh, DM me on Instagram on the My Thoughts Exactly page and you can tell me a little bit more specifically about what is going on. So that's why these ones are going to be a little bit longer. So let's get into it. First off, my boyfriend of four years has always wanted to live in Florida. We're from Canada. I'm very close with my family and leaving them would be extremely difficult for me, especially when my siblings and I have kids as I want to be close to them and them to be close to each other. He does understand my reasons for wanting to stay here, but I worry that one day he might be resentful of not getting to experience that. What should I do? Okay, here's what I think and here's how I would kind of play this out. I think it is very reasonable and I totally understand why you would want to stay in Canada. Your family's there. You know, you're having your kids grow up with your sister's kids. It makes sense. And he gets it too. You know, I think that we could all sit here and talk about the what ifs. What if he gets resentful? What if he decides that he does want to stay or that he does want to go and that staying isn't enough? But what I really think is important, more so than thinking about the what ifs, is listening to what he is saying in that moment. If he is telling you, you know, even though I want this, I understand why you think it's important to stay. I understand why you want to stay. I understand why this is so important for you. And I will honor that for you because I love you, whatever. We have to listen. You know, that's really the only thing that we can do. And I think it's important to have a conversation with him and say, listen, you know, I want to make sure that you're not going to feel resentful of me when I, because I don't want to go to Florida, because I don't want to move, because I don't want to leave my family. And on the other hand, if you wanted to make a compromise with him, you could tell him, you know, maybe when the kids get older or, you know, maybe when they graduate high school or whatever, whenever they get older at the right time, maybe then we can leave. But right now I'm really, really loving having our kids be raised with their cousins and being around my family is very important to me. And this is what I want to do right now. And I just want to make sure that you are not going to hold that against me or resent me for that. And then maybe sometime in the future, we can revisit this conversation and decide if that is the best thing for our family. I think that keeping it an open-ended conversation, so it's not like this is what we're doing and this is the only thing that we're ever going to do and this is what stands. I think that it's important to communicate that well. I think that sometimes when people are told like, no, this is the decision and this is the decision forever, it's very daunting and it can be very overwhelming for them and they don't take it well and they do hold some resentment in that. But if you keep it open-ended and say, let's just stay for now, we'll raise the kids here for now, 
we'll see how it goes in a couple years we can revisit this conversation and if we think it's the right move then we do it because similarly just to let you a little bit in on my (laughs) situation with this is that you know in the past not anymore but in the past Hayden and I have also had similar conversations because his family does not live in Nashville and my family does and it's been a kind of a continuous conversation of but also an open-ended conversation and I'm really lucky that we have great communication style because we are able to kind of you know come to a happy medium and realize that nothing has to be decided right now nothing has to be set in stone right now but he does know the importance for that I have for wanting to be in Nashville and raising a family in Nashville and all of that and I also know how important it is for him to want to also be able to be around his family and whatever so having open communication is really important and making sure that it's not so set in stone and my way or the highway about it because I think that's kind of when you fall into the little bit more of the resentment path so that would be my advice to you okay hi Sav I have been watching your videos for a long time. I need some advice if you are okay with helping. That's what I'm here for. Okay. I'm thinking of going back to college and maybe starting the career of a school counselor. The issue is, is that college has always been very stressful for me and I got an associate's and maybe want to do a bachelor or a master's. The thing is, is that I still live at my parents' house and I don't have a close relationship with them. I appreciate the help from her and cannot afford to move out right now until a few years. I don't know what to do now I always am an advocate for like if you feel like you need a little bit more time to figure it out if you feel like going back to school is the right thing to do for you and your path and if you want to be a counselor and that's the way that you want to go then go back to school you know I think that that's great I think that like we talked about in the beginning sometimes it does feel like you're kind of stuck once you graduate and you're like okay now what but I think you always but I think it's important to remember like you always have the option to go back You know, you always have the option to continue learning and continuing to grow to kind of put you in the direction that you want to be. And you can still be in school and go to college while also living at home and at your parents' house. I think it's also important to remember, you know, how you said that like college is stressful for you. You know, nothing worth having in life is going to come easy. It's going to be a challenge, but you were able to do it the first time. And I very much believe that you will be able to do it again, especially if this is something that you're really passionate about and want to go for. I 100% say go for it. I don't see any reason why you shouldn't, especially if this is going to set you up for success and make you happy. Then I think that a thousand percent you should dedicate yourself to that. So I think go for it. That's what I say. Okay, here we go. Next one. This one's a long one, and this one is going to be the last one, and it's a long one. Okay, let's get into it. Recently, my boyfriend went to a music festival without me, which is not an issue. On his second day there, I received a text from him saying, quote, my goal for today is to get a picture with as many porn stars as I can, end quote. Sorry, I'm not laughing because I think that's funny. I just think that that's outlandish. Okay, which I told him I felt would be very disrespectful. If I were there and with him, I would have happily joined in on the pictures with porn stars. He responded that it was just a joke and he wasn't going to actually do it. He just thought it would be funny. I'm pretty sure he was just trying to recover from me being upset with him. But anyways, he got back from the festival and everything went back to normal, except he never told me stories from his time at the festival. Now, this may be normal for some, but my boyfriend tells me everything. I found this a little bit weird, but pushed my 
my feelings aside and got over it until I had this burning feeling. So what did I do? I went through his phone. There is a girl he constantly messages. We'll call her G. I told him I'm uncomfortable with him talking to G because in the past, we've had three different instances where he doesn't know how to make boundaries clear in friendships with other females. Hmm. Okay. So... When I logged into his phone, I immediately went through his messages with G. To my surprise, they were talking about how they were such great friends and that they should get married. And G was sending provocative photos trying to get quote unquote outfit advice. This put me on the edge. Girl, I'm on the edge right now. I what is going on? Okay. This put me on the edge, but he truly is a dumb man and doesn't always know when girls are overstepping. Whether he's truly dumb or purposely oblivious is debatable. Okay. I kept scrolling and I found a picture of him at the music festival with two women and he told G, those are two porn stars. That's badass. I was livid. He claims that they're not actually porn stars and he just wanted to seem cool to G. But my question is why, after I told him that would make me uncomfortable, would he continue to think it's funny and cool? Also, why are we trying to seem cool to G? That would be my first question. <laughs> That's like number one on my list. What would you do? Give him a chance to prove he can be loyal and respectful or throw the last three years away and call it a loss because he continues to disrespect me. Like I said, we have had multiple issues of him being a little too friendly with other women and not to mention letting them and his father say awful things about me. I adore this man, but at this point, what do I do? Choose myself over him. Please have help. Yes. Yes, you choose yourself over him every single time. Okay, from one girl who has been in a three-year relationship to another, trust me when I say ending it was the best thing that I ever did truthfully and like no tea no shade or all tea all shade whatever you want to call it I can't tell you how I was in the same position not exactly not exactly that not with the porn stars whatever but I was in a position where I was so torn between choosing myself or trying to save someone and you know be there and stick it out and stick it through because we've been together for three years and whatever no let it go he has shown you time and time again that he cannot be trusted you know he heard you loud and clear about the porn stars thing the porn stars thing isn't even like the worst part about this that's what's crazy it's like the porn stars thing is just like a little tidbit in this whole thing i think that he has made it clear that he I think we are giving this man too much of the benefit of the doubt i think that we are giving this man too many chances i think that why I don't understand why he needs to have such a close relationship with G. And trust me, I'm the first one to say that guys and girls can have platonic friends. But I also think that if they're sitting there and talking about how they should get married, that's a little bit different. Let me just double check. And you said that they should get married, not that you two should get married. Please hold. Okay. It says yada, yada, yada. Da, 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 da. He, you look through the phone and... Okay, they were such great friends and that they should get married. Yeah, no, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Why are we doing that? No, I'm so sorry. I would end this so freaking quickly now. Now I would end it so freaking quickly. Back then, I would have waited it out. But what I would tell you 
is not too because this is going to be a continuous cycle over the past three years he's been a little too friendly no this man is both dumb and oblivious at the same time two things can exist at once and i think that for your own sake and for your own sanity like you don't want to be with someone who you're constantly going to have to worry about like what they're doing or what's going on because like you said like him going to music festival isn't a problem but it's like he can't just go to the music festival he's got to make some sort of debacle out of it like something's got to happen he's got to take pictures with the porn stars he's got to send it to g why like why i think if you're in a respectful relationship and if you respect the person that you're with just go to the music festival to go to the music festival and leave it at that you know and again like you said like if you you sound like the coolest girl ever you're like if i was there i'd be in on it it'd be great but that wasn't the case but that wasn't the case i would choose you every single time i think that you have given this man far enough chances he's had enough chances and he has continuously shown his true colors and this is going to be a pattern until it's not and the only way it will not be is when you break up with him and so that's what i think you need to do and you are going to feel so much better it's going to suck because yeah you sit there and you're like i've been in this for three years like what were the last three years then and you feel like it's a loss and a failure and like all these things that's not that's not what this is you are learning a lesson right now this is a lesson that you are going to take into your next relationship that you're going to take into your future and you are going to take this lesson and it's going to help shape how you allow to be treated in the future because it's not going to be like this this is ridiculous no we're breaking up with this motherfucker this is not this is not happening anymore that's what i would do and that you guys is the end of this episode <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. Make sure you go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That may you never miss another one. I am here every Thursday and you're not going to want to miss it. I'll see you then. Bye guys.